Hi everyone, it's Chris, and welcome to episode 2. Episode 2. We did it. We made it all the way through a single episode and no player characters died. I'm officially a successful GM. All jokes aside, I want to take a minute to talk a little bit about rules. Now, some of you will have just groaned and others will have gotten far more excited than you should have done, but the fact is we're playing a game, and games have rules. Games like Pathfinder have a lot of rules, like over 8,000 pages of rules. That's not an exaggeration, and that's actually ignoring the rules specifically introduced for the Carrion Crown Adventure Path, so to put it simply, there's quite a lot to keep track of. We're only human, and I especially am fallible. So we're going to make mistakes. We're going to get things wrong. It's going to happen. Sometimes you might think we're getting a rule wrong and actually it's just the way that I'm house ruling something. There's lots happening. And wherever possible, I'm going to try and explain any deviations from those core rules just to be as transparent as possible. And if we make mistakes, we'll own up to them and we'll change things. But we want to hear from you too. So what are some of the house rules that you personally like or that you've used with your own gaming group? You'll hear one of our house rules in today's episode, so we want to hear yours. Head on over to our social media or add a comment to the post on the subreddit. You'll find links to all of our social media on our website, rollpluspod.com. If you can, please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Every single one of you that does so means that the podcast can reach more people, and we love seeing your feedback. But without any more fussing and rules lawyering, let's get down to the nitty gritty of episode two Graves and Wills and Books, oh my. This week on Roll Plus Pod. Following on from the disastrous start to a dear colleague's funeral, the realities begin to set in. I didn't come into this fantasy world to be afflicted with social anxiety. The party tried to draw attention away from the wanton murder. I recognise I recognised that sound earlier in the fight. I've seen that miniature cannon before. Amrap probably shouts after him. I'm not weakened because of you, bitch. This is completely different, okay? They make some interesting plans. Could I make mental note of exactly, like, where in the graveyard we're burying him? Yeah, you can. <laughs> You're planning to come and dig him back up again? <laughs> and prepare to justify the ensuing manslaughter inquiry. Yes. First of all, I did warn them. Finally, they say a fond farewell to their companion. I can't really throw a skeleton hand and be like, for memories. <laughs> But what strangeness lies in store in Lorimore's will? What mysteries would be unearthed in the quiet town of Ravensgrove? And what in the hell happened to Amaranth last week? Let's find out in this week's Roll Plus Pod. So last week was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Deathly silence. So you killed a couple of people? Yeah. Um, Amaranth, Amaranth beat a guy unconscious. Well, it's better than murder. <laughs> is it? Is it really? Now yes. Face the person. Intrinsically, yes. He gets to wake up and live another day. <laughs> um, but then shortly after that, uh, in, the, in the warm afterglow of we've just killed three people, um, <laughs> <laughs> wounded a fourth, knocked a fifth unconscious, you know, all that fun stuff, um, you... Uh, a figure kind of came over the the crest of the hill, burst of uh, 
of divine energy healed everyone's um everyone's uh, non-lethal damage and amaranth knocked off her feet seemingly taken completely down but as the as the moments of panic kind of pass it's just the wind has been taken out of her she's still conscious but she is definitely weakened and has taken five points of damage um Lunamo will run over and like try and help Hammerhunt back up see if she's okay and like give her a look um Amram kind of like just staggers to her feet but like reassures everyone that she's fine like no problem at all it's all good give me a bluff check on that please <laughs> I rolled an 8 okay um, I mean I'm not going to ask anyone to oppose that it, 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 it's very clearly it's like that moment in the film where they're like no 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 I'm fine it's, it, it's just a flesh wound and you're like you're missing an arm it's like, <laughs> like there's clearly that she's putting on this kind of this air and this presence but um, she's not looking 100% great was Amaranth in my cyclone uh, when that happened I'm gonna go with yes okay. yeah so would I does anything like does anything about that scene that chain of events like ring a bell or spark a kind of recognition in me it's hard to tell um you could give me a re- if you're trained in it you can give me a knowledge religion um that is not a field in which I have any experience, unfortunately. Then you have no clue. Something strange is happening. That's all you know. Okay. Can I can I try and change the focus? Uh, you can. I'm going to uh, look over at Emlyn and be like, I recognise I recognize that sound earlier in the fight. And then I just kind of like look to Emlyn's hip and I'm like, I've seen that miniature cannon before. Yeah, that's 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 tracks. Um, hi. Hello. <laughs> that awkward. We've we, we've worked together before, haven't we? Yeah. Um, fancy having a catch up after this? Yeah, definitely. And I think um, up the coffin. <laughs> I think we have a lot to discuss, probably. Yeah, sure. I love Shall that we that continue was... with the funeral then? Yeah, she's probably gone on with it, yeah. <laughs> I love that that was basically... That was basically, that was basically uh, we should get coffee after this. Yeah, <laughs> why not? <laughs> That's what that <laughs> I mean, we'll see where it goes. <laughs> oh, I kind of adore that a little bit. Um, incidentally, I would like Luna Moat to... Just give me a straight intelligence check. It's a low DC, but I just want to see how with it you are right now. Okay. Is the bloodlust still raining? <laughs> how low is this low DC? <laughs> Why, what did she roll? Not, not yet. The, the modifiers aren't on her side. Never mind. 17. Okay, you um, 
In the heat of the the combat, you you didn't quite piece it together. But looking around the group now, you um you now know why there was that burst of flame that hit a number of the of the guys. One of the congregation that's with you is Jaminda Fallenbridge. Ah, um, Jaminda. Yes, who you would know is uh, the resident alchemist of the town. Um, so. You've seen her use her bombs before, not very often, but she has some some at big events. She sometimes will uh, use them for the entertainment of all the of the younger generations. But um, yes, she she is one of the more combat acquainted people in town, um, and clearly put her her skills to use in that in that little altercation. Uh, I'm still kneeling down to this next to this uh, elderly halfling uh, woman. <laughs> As um, and now the, the kind of the, the the panic has has kind of ended, she kind of brushes herself down a little bit, walks directly over to Lunamote, puts a hand on her shoulder, and whispers something in her ear, looking very stern. Um, and Lunamote, she she's she said she's just whispering to you like, "We are going to talk about this later." Uh, Lunamote just sort of like. Nods. <laughs> Can I run and get my knife out of that guy's back? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you really want to run away from your mother to go and pull a knife out of a guy's back, Do yeah, you think it's gonna go well. No, that sends a I message, don't think definitely. anything's gonna go over well right now. So yeah, I'm gonna sort of nod at her and then like one second and. <laughs> hey, it Thank means you you're showing respect for your possessions by looking after them and retrieving them. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, as that's happening, obviously the the, the, the one guy that Amaranth had um, beaten unconscious is obviously awake now, as the the, the warm glow of Phrasma's blessing has uh, healed him. And Father Grimborough, um kind of leans down towards him, like helps him stand up, but gives him a very stern look, and and, and just, if I were you, I would be going to the sheriff right about now to turn myself in. And the guy kind of like looks at Amaranth, who clearly is a little bit weakened, but is still quite an intimidating presence and just kind of kind of nods. Just, oh, oh, okay, okay, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm going to go do that. And kind of runs off. <laughs> Amaranth probably shouts after him, I'm not weakened because of you, bitch. This is completely different, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Which does kind of pull a few kind of curious looks from some of the crowd. <laughs> um, and Kendra kind of brushes herself down, takes a few deep breaths, and if if we can proceed, and the the, the other two, the, the two uh, villagers that had been helping go back to the coffin, kind of waiting for to see whether Amaranth is is capable of continuing or not. Yeah, why not? Um, Amaranth walks back to the coffin and probably very gingerly lifts it. Okay. So Kendra leads the procession onwards. Um, you kind of head up to the end of the dreamwake and turn right, heading down another road, and eventually you've come to a, a plot that's been that's been dug out ready. Um, the pallbearers kind of step up to either side of the grave and slowly lower the casket with Kendra standing just to to one side of the grave itself. Could I make mental note of exactly 
like where in the graveyard we're burying him. Yeah, you can. Cool. <laughs> you planning to come and dig him back up again? <laughs> I hope well, no, not. But there's some trouble getting him here. There might be trouble keeping him here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a problem. I mean, it, it'll be. Uh, there's there's a gravestone and everything um, that's uh, engraved with his name and the dates and an epitaph and so on. Um, the Kendra kind of turns to face the, the gathered crowd and I know it would have made Father proud to have so many of his friends come to pay their respects today. It, it, it certainly brings a warmth to my heart. Father was a was a kind man. He dedicated his life to researching ways to keep the people of Ustalav and Last Wall safe from our shared tragic history. I know that his work will be carried forward by his talented colleagues and his legacy will keep people in both nations safe for a long time, but but here, here he will be missed and the whole left in our lives in, in my life. That won't be easily filled. I'm sorry. I... Would anyone else care to say some words? Um, Amaranth would, uh, Amaranth volunteers to step forward and um, say a few words. If it's alright with Kendra. She does kind of like gesture and just um, I did say like that by all means. The professor was a good man. He was a kind man and an intelligent man and those combinations are usually quite hard to come by. Whilst I was assisting him in his research on undead creatures and easier methods of killing them, we would often go into the forest as more of a practical instruction of tracking creatures. We had once spent an entire afternoon tracking ourselves as he had found and keenly started following our own footsteps since we'd been walking in circles. I didn't have a heart to break it to him and I was enjoying the walk far too much anyway since it was a beautiful day out. He was furious for a split second once he'd figured it out before he also remarked that he didn't mind the walk so much since it was a scenic track. Needless to say, we didn't end up anywhere we had intended to that night and our campfire was barren by the end of it. And you see Kendra does kind of like smile wistfully and kind of looks off to one side almost kind of remembering the those those, those flashes of uh, brief frustration that she would have seen in him as well at times. Does anyone else wish to speak? Um, Emlyn will step forward. Um, I've worked with the professor on and off for seven, eight years now. Um, we first met on a, a seminar about the Whispering Tyrant and his impact on Uslav and what is it, what Uslav would be if he hadn't made such an impact. Very interesting discussion. Lots of good points raised. And you see they have to like pause and like rein themselves in a little bit before they go off on a spiel. <laughs> Um, he had some very interesting ideas and he's interested in mine as well. Um, we ended up meeting up afterwards, having a couple of drinks, and by the end of that night we had our first expedition planned. Gonna miss him. 
Anyone else wish to speak? You don't have to. I'm just, you know, the floor is yours if you want it. <laughs> I'll go. Um, Luna Moat sort of looks at other people around the circle and then takes a hesitant step forward, her hand sort of clasped behind her back, and then coughs a little bit. And <clears throat> he was a kind man to his servants. He never hurt us or mistreated us. He paid well and mostly left us alone to get on with our job. What else could you ask for? She pauses for a moment, sort of looks at the floor and then at her mum and smiles a second before speaking again. Uh, he, he was kind, but clever and weird. When I was small, he, he could tell I was bored one day and decided to keep me out of trouble with the game. He came up to me and told me he had hidden several things around the house with a special gift at the end of the trail. He gave me a piece of paper with a riddle on it. I looked at him for a moment and then went and retrieved the prize without following the path his riddle was leading me to. It was a piece of chocolate. That's first time. I've never had it before. <laughs> Mother wouldn't allow me. <laughs> but oh, it was so sweet and delicious. It was amazing. But his face was funnier and better. The look of shock and curiosity on his face was the best gift. It was so funny. He didn't get angry that I was that I'd spoiled must what must have been some work for him. Just curiosity at Al. He took time over the next few years to create more of these games for me, making them harder and more complicated and twisty each time. After a while, though, it wasn't the pies he offered that kept me doing them. It was more to see if I could keep shocking him and getting his funny expression. He was a good man. And she takes a moment to then look at Kendra. He will be missed. And she sort of steps back and keeps her face up down. I'm not going to speak at this moment. Okay, that's fine. Out of the three of you who did speak, I'm going to let you choose amongst yourselves because one of you will need to make either a diplomacy or a performance check. Um, <laughs> Gibbs, not it. I'm pretty good at diplomacy. <laughs> I've got plus two for diplomacy. I think we should let Lunamo do this. Okay. I will allow one of you to aid her if you wish. I so with not. with aid, with <laughs> aid, you would be rolling the same check, but you only have to get a DC of ten. If you beat that DC, then the person doing the main check gets a plus two. Oh, okay, so I do a diplomacy then as well. Yeah, if you want to aid. Cool, Rowan, did you want to? 
Uh, no. <laughs> I think I'm good. Not with my charisma. Uh, I rolled a nine. I'm very sorry. Okay, so just a straight diplomacy or perform check for um, Luna Mate then, please. 18? Okay, so a little peep behind the curtain because uh, it's something for you to be aware of. You're not going to know the full mechanics. I'm not going to tell you every single time things change, but... As part of the Carrion Crown adventure path, particularly in this book, they are using a mechanic called trust scores. So the town of Ravengrove have a general trust level about you as a party. That score can go up, it can go down. Um, if it goes down too low, then bad things happen. People will charge you more for their goods. It will be harder for you to get information from them. They might even drive you out of town. As your score goes up, you get benefits. So you might get lower prices. You might have people willing to give you things for free. You might, you'll might you find it easier to get information out of people and so on. Different actions you take will give you positive, like plus uh, bonuses to your trust or negatives to your trust. So everything you do is going to impact how the town feels about you. Um, I so, that particular action you did just take did influence your trust score but you I'm know, not going to be telling you otherwise when that happens I didn't come into this fantasy world to be afflicted with social anxiety <laughs> <laughs> there are mechanics for that <laughs> oh no I've got a question mm-hmm. so let's say that the party splits mm-hmm. and the more murder inclined members <laughs> are not with the lesser murder-inclined members, would the trust, like, is there, would that still be one low, General? It's one for the whole party. Come on, guys. You are bound by the actions of your comrades. Fuck. Well, it's a good job one of the murder-inclined people has also got a really good diplomacy score. <laughs> yeah, very true. And it's familiar yeah. around town, I suppose. Indeed. Yeah. Um, but no, yes, so just to give you that little peek behind the curtain. Um, a few other people do speak. Uh, so uh, Vashian Halfmount, one of the councillors, he steps forwards. Jaminda speaks. Very, very For quite a while, Jaminda herself speaks about her, um, her partnership with uh, Petros. The various times that he would come to her and ask, but like, just out of interest, could you make this? And the the (laughs) random concoctions that he would come up with um, and that she would strive to achieve for him. Uh, But eventually the the funeral does end and each of you are offered the opportunity to throw a handful of dirt into the grave. Does anyone object to doing so? Uh, Luna Moat wouldn't. She would let her father do that. Okay. Um, I will do that. Mm -hmm. And... Here we go. Um, There's a long pause after that. And it's, it, I had some. I had some <laughs> words prepared, and uh, as a peek behind my curtain, I did not have the uh, the file open as I was supposed to. <laughs> Apologies. That's why I'm now doing a hasty Control F to find the thing I wanted to say. There we go. One second. <coughs> Sorry, the pressure of public speaking got to me there. Um, <laughs> it happens to the best of us. It happens to the best of us. Okay, so Avina will take a, um, a handful of dirt and, and throw it into the um, plot. And we'll say, not really like for everyone to hear, more f- 
for herself, but you know, if anyone would have, was near her, they'd mm. hear it. So she says, um, climb to the palace, climb to a star, lie down to sleep for you know who you are. And then steps away. Wow. Very nice. I like. Very nice. Uh, Amaranth and Emlyn, do you throw a bit of dirt? Yeah. Amaranth will probably wordlessly step forward and just very gently throw some dirt. Cool. Um, Emlyn would also throw a scrap of flame parchment and a pencil in. Just, go, just in case you need it. Ugh. Okay, that's gorgeous. Um, that's cute. I can't really throw a skeleton hand and be like, for <laughs> memories. And actually, I'm, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna introduce one of our house rules. Um, now is the perfect time. So we are adding in. It's called a lot of things in a lot of different um, systems. D and D has it as inspiration, for example. Um, some people, like Glass Cannon Podcast, use bottle caps. A lot of people use um, hero points. But we're going to be calling them edges because I want to make sure that our version is different for the ways it can be used. I don't want any confusion on that. Uh, so you can either spend your edge before you roll a d20 and then you can roll twice and take the higher. You can give your edge to somebody else before one of their rolls and they can roll twice or take the higher. Or you can force me to re-roll something, but I have to take whatever the re-roll is, even if it is higher. Um, so those are the three ways you can spend it. And edges will be uh, dished out, probably sparingly because I'm stingy, <laughs> for good pieces of role-playing or for uh, decisions that are really in character but might not be the best tactically. So I am actually going to give um, both Avina and Emlyn um, an edge for those very nice little, uh, those little moments because I... I gave you a heads up to prepare little stories if you wanted to, but those two moments were quite nice um, and I wasn't expecting them, so you can both have an edge. Oh, I thank you. <laughs> uh, I will put together a tracker for that. I haven't done it yet because I'm terrible at my job. So... <laughs> May I ask uh, one supplementary question? Yes. Uh, are they per session? No, no, no. You have those until you use them. Okay, cool. And you can have more than one, although if that ever happens, I'm clearly not treating you harsh enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, uh, you can. You, you keep hold of them until they are used. So I Good to know. Keep hold of one for like the BBB. <laughs> oh, I'm a hoarder in, in RPGs anyway, so I'll just be like, these will be saved for the most opportune moment, whenever that may be. I'll do that by accident because I'll forget I have them. <laughs> I mean, I'll probably get to a point of maybe every so often just reminding you what the current tally is once I have a tally actually written up. Um, awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, a few other people do speak, um, but then the funeral kind of ends. Uh, Kendra invites you back to what is now her home um, for the reading of the will, which will be read by Councillor um, Vashi and Halfmount, who also spoke at the funeral. But he has a few other things to attend to first. It'll be kind of this afternoon that he would be um, coming to see you. It is now probably about 10 or 11 in the morning. Um, so you've got a good three or four hours if you wanted to do anything around town or you can head straight back to the, the Lorimores if you wish. I think I'll, I think I'll head back to the um, estate. Uh, 
Uh, I think I would be growled, e.g. kidnapped by my mother back in the house. <laughs> to have some uh, stern words, I'm sure. Yep. <laughs> um, I'd probably try and catch Amaranth, see if we could have that little catch up. Sounds good. Amaranth's down. Um, are you going to be going back to the house for that, or do you want to look around Ravengrove and see what there is? Could have a little wander. Yeah, find money. Cool. So, it actually just gives us a nice little opportunity to talk about Ravengrove as a town. So, Ravengrove, quite a small little town, um, has about a, th- a couple of a couple, it's about 100 people or so, just over 100, 150 maybe people who live there. It's not huge, but there are kind of surrounding areas that aren't technically part of Ravengrove proper, but are kind of in the surrounding areas. There's a lot of farmland nearby. Um, so the town itself is uh, kind of split down the middle by a, a river. Um, on the east side of that river, there is the market square that has a load of different shops, the town hall, there's a couple of pubs. Um, on the western side of the river are some of the more, the fancier homes, um, or mostly on that side, not all, but mostly. And there is also the Temple of Phrasma um, that is probably the largest and most ornate of the buildings Um in the in the town uh towards the south side of town um there is a hill uh and at the top of that hill uh you can see the ruins of um of a building uh that if you those who uh live in the town so obviously uh lunamote would know that that is the ruins of harrowstone prison um and then to the north of town which is where you're kind of coming from is where the wrestling cemetery itself exists so, number of different places. We'll obviously come to them at different points as you explore the town. But for now, there are two inns. If you were looking for somewhere to get a quiet drink, there is an inn called the Outward Inn, and there is one called the Laughing Demon. I like the Outward Inn just because for like the pun of it. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. we drag our brand in there for a drink. Sounds good. <laughs> so yeah, the, the Outward Inn uh, I'm just going to find my notes in front of me because I didn't write all of this down um, yes, yeah, so the Outward Inn itself, it's definitely more of a public facing inn, so to speak, it's got a corner more of, not touristy, but it's a little bit more well to do um, there's a main floor at the bottom that, where there's there's a little like raised stage area in the corner where musicians or performances might take place, um, and there seem to be a couple of rooms upstairs available as well Um it's quite quiet uh, this time of day because it is kind of midweek, middle of the day. You can easily find a nice corner and have a little little catch up. Yeah, yeah. Let's go for a corner. Um, yes. Uh, so uh, Avina has gone back to the house, has she? Yes. Okay. And Luna Moat's obviously being corralled by uh, Mother Dearest. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we won't go into the full details of that conversation, but is there any are there any particulars that you're going to defend yourself with? Um, yes. First of all, I did warn them. I gave them a chance to back off. You did, yeah. Um, and Yeah, that's probably the be-all and end-all of it. <laughs> that, that, that's it. <laughs> I, I warned them. Well, you know... They did attack you. <laughs> this is the thing, you know. I had... I knew that if we got physical, it was not going to go well for them. 
<laughs> I warned them. They That's... chose to get physical with me. That's fair. That is fair. Um, so is there anything? Is there anything in particular people want to do before returning to um, the house at around two o'clock? Uh, I would probably want to uh, speak to. Where is he? Um. Who are you looking for? Uh, probably Vashian, and just sort of mm-hmm. uh, try and make sure that. Try and just get an idea of what's going to happen now we've accidentally killed some farmers, you know, accidentally on purpose. <laughs> um, so you have, um, there is, you've had witnesses who show that you weren't obviously the uh, the aggressors in the situation. Um, he does, he has, to, he has to kind of run off and do other work. Um, so he's only yeah, there yeah. for a few minutes, but uh, he does before he leaves, he does say that as well. It's unfortunate that things have gone the way they will and that once word spreads throughout the town, people will probably have a negative opinion. Yeah, no, that's... Um, but there won't be any legal repercussions. Um, he's he, One of the things that he's planning to do um, on his errands is to go and speak to the uh, the sheriff and just let him know. Uh, sheriff Kyler. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. Okay, okay. So we'll jump forwards ahead in time. Um, as you all come to the uh, the Lorimore estate, which some of you may have seen, um, but I don't think Avina ever has. Um, it may be even Amaranth and Emlyn may never have seen, but um, the house itself, it's quite, it's very, it's clearly very well made, very beautiful, um, but it's not very large. It's not, it's not, a, it's not, not while it's called the Lorimore estate, it's not, it's not a manor house in that regard. It's um, they're definitely larger than uh, most of the most of the houses in town, but it's definitely not the largest either. Um, the there are a number of servants, um, not all of them related uh, related to Lunamote, um, that work around the house. Um, and as you enter, um, Lunamote's mother does um, kind of take any. Uh, coats or cloaks or whatever you whatever that you want. Um, looked after and she does but she makes it very clear to um to all of you that you are guests in the home that you are to be treated as guests and you are not here for any other purpose and she does include lunamote in that but there is a, a kind of awkwardness about the way she says it she doesn't feel comfortable with it but that is what she is saying um, so it's up to you how lunamote's obviously going to respond to that um, um. Luna Moat's gonna kind of nod and just try and stay out of the way. <laughs> um, at around two o'clock, those of you who are in the house um, are directed to uh, one of the sitting rooms at the front of the house. Uh, it's, almost every room in the house has kind of has elements of being a library. Almost every room has bookshelves against the wall. They've all got piles of books scattered around in different places. Um, this definitely, as much as this is the place that Lorimore retired to, he never fully gave up his his uh, academic interests. Um, and at around maybe 10, 10 15 minutes after, um, past two, uh, Vashian Hearthlout is shown into the main room, and he kind of apologizes briefly for his his um, his tardiness in arriving, but then proceeds to pull out a number of different. Uh, 
scroll cases and books and onto one of the desks and eventually finds the one he's looking for and says, ah, yes, uh, if we have all gathered, I'm happy to begin reading. If uh, Are we waiting for anyone at all, Kendra? Uh, she kind of looks around and shakes her head. Well, very well. So, and he pulls out from one of the scroll cases a, a, a f- quite f- tightly bound piece of vellum that's sealed with uh, sealed with wax and he kind of pulls a small letter opener off the desk and breaks the seal of this of this uh, scroll pulls it out in front of him and um, clears his throat and begins to read <coughs> I Petros Lodimore being of sound mind do hereby commit to this parchment my last will and testament let it be known that with the exception of the specific details below, I leave my home and my personal belongings to my daughter, Kendra, in their entirety. Use them or see them, sell them as you see fit, my child. Yet beyond the bequeathing of my personal effects, this document must serve other needs. I have arranged for the reading of this document to be delayed until all principals can be in attendance, for I have more than mere inheritance to apportion. I have two final favours to ask. To my old friends, I hate to impose upon you all, but there are few others who are capable of appreciating the true significance of what it is I have to ask you. As some of you know, I have devoted many of my studies to all manner of evil, that I might know the enemy and better inform those positioned to stand against it. For knowledge of one's enemy is the surest path to victory over its plans. And so, over the course of my lifetime, I have seen fit to acquire a significant collection of valuable but dangerous tomes, any one of which in the wrong circumstances could have led to an awkward legal situation. While the majority of these tomes remain safe under lock and key at the Lepichstadt University, I fear that a few I have borrowed remain in a trunk in my Ravengrow home. While invaluable to my life, for my work in life, in death, I would prefer not to burden my daughter with the darker side of my profession, or worst still, the danger of possessing the tomes herself. As such, I am entrusting my chest of tomes to you posthumously. I ask that you please deliver to the collection of my colleagues at the University of Lepichstadt, who will put them to good use for the betterment of the cause. Yet before you leave for Lepichstadt, there is a matter of another favour. Please delay your journey one month, and spend that period of time here in Ravengrow to ensure that my daughter is safe and sound. She has no one to count on now that I am gone, and if you would aid her in setting things in order for whatever she desires over the course of this month, you would have my eternal gratitude. From my savings, I have also willed to each of you the sum of 100 platinum coins. For safekeeping, these have been left with Embrith Daramid, one of my most trusted friends in Lepichstad. She has been instructed to issue you this payment upon the safe delivery of the borrowed tomes no sooner than one month after the date of the reading of this will. I, Petros Lorimore, hereby sign this will in Ravengrow on the 15th day of Neth in the year 4710, Absalom Reckoning. And at that point, Vashian immediately rolls up the scroll, puts it back in the case, um, kind of looks over at Kendra and says, Well, uh, I should... I should leave you to your duties. Unfortunately, I, I have other places to be today, but I will come by tomorrow and check on you, my dear. And immediately makes his uh, makes his excuses and, and then leaves the building. There's a kind of a hush 
that descends over the room. Quick question. Yes. The name Embreth Darmouth. Is that something you uh, know? You would know Embreth, yeah. Um, you would never have really had much um, much dealings with Embreth. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, I don't have my notes entirely in front of me on uh, on Embreth themselves, themselves. I'm not even entirely sure if they are male or, male or female. Um, I will tell you some stuff between now and the next session. How's that? Sounds good. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you you would know um, you would know of them okay. just because of your associations with the university as well. Yeah, cool. So what? what how, how are people reacting? It's quite a quite a. I mean, Luna, mate, that's probably the the, the idea of a, of a um, hundred platinum coins. That's more than you would have ever in your lifetime thought to ever own. Uh, Luna, mate. Pauses for a second. Clearly, like thoughts going across her face quite quickly as her face sort of moves to different expressions. Mm-hmm. And then has, um, oh, I forgot his name, Thingy Bobby left the room yet? Uh, Vashian, yeah, yeah. He, he, he pretty much immediately, unless there's anything you want to say or do before okay. he left, he does make his excuses quite quickly. That's fine. And I sort of turned to the rest of them and, and, and go sorry we have to deliver some books is, is that is that it and help Kendra am I understanding correctly uh, yes um, so Kendra kind of steps forward from where she'd been standing at the side of the room uh, father had many books and she kind of looks around the room at all the all the shelves that have been hastily put up in different corners um but there was a particular chest that he uh, kept under lock and key uh I, I i'll have it brought down shortly um i suppose i'm not sure what i plan to do with the house or our belongings uh, i didn't think i'd ever have to make this decision if i'm entirely honest but i know that uh, embrith Daramid, um, I've, I've, I've known her for most of my life. She's a magistrate of Lepidstad, um, some interactions with the university, but she, she, she would be the right person to take these kinds of tomes too. She would know best how to care for them. Um, I, I, would, I would like to tell you, I, I, I won't hold you to what Father has asked. If you need to leave for other reasons before the end of the month, then then so be it. But I would be grateful for the company and the support in this time. Madame, uh, my family is is yours. You know this. <laughs> I get the impression that you are released from that service. I do not see it so. <laughs> Maybe for delivering the books temporarily, but... No, it's what my family has done always. Well, we are I... here to keep <laughs> you in good stead. I suppose we have the next month to debate the finer points of this. She kind of smiles a little bit. Um, I, sh- I shall return shortly. And she leaves the room and um, grabs a couple of the servants from the, um, the hall to come and get this chest with her. How are the rest of you feeling? 
Avina's just kind of confused. Mm. Uh, her interaction with Lorimore wasn't was only fleeting. So the fact that she made such an impression on him to remember her however many years later is kind of bizarre. Curious, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I'm sh- <laughs> blurring the line between player and character there. Um, <laughs> so I'm confused and angry. Athena's yes. fine. I'm confused and angry. Um, so she's just kind of uncomfortable and is keeping to the edge of the room, kind of um, almost... Uh, she's browsing through all the, the, the spines, the books on display, kind of... M- Less because she's interested in seeing what there are, but more because it's kind of separating her a little bit. Mm. But is otherwise just kind of keeping to herself still. Um, how's Amaranth feeling? I mean, you're physically not great, but... <laughs> Amaranth's um, probably feeling a bit of dread, to be honest. Mm. Um, she knows that for a hundred platinum coins, the task isn't going to be as simple as delivering a bunch of books, but is also a bit too wounded feeling to really uh, <laughs> get into, like, to give it any particular hard thought, and is probably just focused on not outwardly looking as though she's in excruciating pain. I have to love the fact that you've immediately viewed this. I've been willed 100 platinum coins, therefore it's a payment for a job, and therefore I must gauge everything based on that scale. Yes. <laughs> I mean, uh, after... we have very similar opinions. That gotta be... <laughs> we, we've worked with the man. We know this. <laughs> yeah, like, worked with this guy before. There's got to be more to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah Amaranth and Emily just shooting each other looks like, uh-oh. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> After a few minutes, um, Kendra comes back uh, with the two servants in tow who are carrying this. It's, it's, it's not a large, large um, chest. Maybe it's, it's maybe a foot long on its longest edge. Um, maybe two. Yeah, two feet long. So <laughs> I you realize how, how short a foot is. I was like, actually, that's not very big, is it? It's like two feet long on its longest edge. It's quite small, but it's maybe, maybe a foot and a half deep. Um, and she um, pulls out a... a small key that she uses to unlock the chest uh, inside there are a number of different books um there are there's uh, one that's got kind of a purple cover one that's got kind of a jet uh, kind of a black cover one that's kind of blue one that's kind of red and then sitting on top of those is a brown leather bound journal that has a piece of parchment like literally like a scrap of parchment that has been kind of stuffed in um to the binding that just says read me first Right, book seems like my domain. All right. Yeah. And then steps up and starts flicking through the read me book. Okay, so this particular book is all handwritten, and it after a few moments, after a couple of a couple of glancing at a couple of pages, it seems quite clear that this is um, Petros Lorimore's journal, Um, and there are a number of circled passages that he's he seems to have someone at least seems it seems to have highlighted um and these are here uh just they should have popped up for you yeah yeah if you want to give us a read for the benefit of the people listening though that would be great yeah sure (laughs) so first entry is 10 years ago 
the Whispering Way is more than just a cabal of necromancers. I see that now. Undeath is their fountain of youth. Uncovering their motivation does not place me at ease as I thought it might. Their desire to be eternal simply makes them more dangerous. And two months ago, it's as I had feared. The way is interested in something here in Raven Grove, but what could it be? One month ago, whatever the way seeks, I'm now convinced their goal is connected to Harrowstone. In retrospect, I suppose it all makes sense. The stories they tell about the ruins in town are certainly chilling enough. It may be time to investigate the ruins, but with everyone in town already being so worked up about them, I'd rather not let the others know about my curiosity. There's plenty of folks hereabouts who already think I'm a demonologist, or a witch, or something. Ignorant fools. Twenty days ago. It's confirmed. The way seems quite interested in something. No, strike that. Someone who was held in Harrowstone. But who specifically is the way after? I need a list of everyone who died the night of the fire. Everyone. The Temple of Phrasma must have such a list. 18 days ago. I see now just how ill-prepared I was when I last set out for the Harrowstone. I'm lucky to have returned at all. The ghosts, if indeed they were ghosts, for I did not find it prudent to investigate further, prevented me from transcribing the, the strange symbols I found etched along the foundation. Hopefully on my next visit I will be more prepared. Thankfully the necessary tools to defend against spirits are already here in Ravengrove. I know that the Church of Phrasma used to store them in a false crypt in the Restlands at the intersection between Eversleep and the Black Path. I'm not certain if the current clergy even know of what their predecessors have hidden down below. If my luck holds, I should be able to slip in and out with a few borrowed items. 17 days ago. Tomorrow evening I return to the prison. It is imperative the way does not finish. My caution has already cost me too much time. I'm not sure what will happen if I'm too late. But if my theory is right, the entire town could be at risk. I don't have time to update my will, so I'll leave this in the chest where it's sure to be found should the worst come to pass. And as you're kind of... Um, I'm assuming you're that Emlyn is actually reading these out loud. <laughs> Um, just for the sake of... I think Emlyn's like mutter reading and then like giving like Mm. key points. Right. Um, And Kendra kind of listening to this, there's there's a a look passes over her face of um, at first almost horror and then it kind of settles into kind of a bittersweet relief um, as she kind of nods and just, I I did think that thinking it father had been strange the last few months but to think he was going to Harrowstone I I can't help but feel there's something else going on here I can't I can't Andrew. believe that it's just an accident if, if you don't mind me asking, when did your father pass? Well, it um, sixteen days ago, I suppose that we've that he, he was found. 
And where was he found? Not far from the Harrowstone. Uh, outside the walls, there was um, one of the one of the statuettes from the had, had, had fallen, and, uh, and she kind of she starts to choke up. All right, thank you. You do not believe it was an accident. Well, I think it just seems a bit um, coincidental that he was investigating something at the Harrowstone and that just happens to have been where he was found. He wasn't a he wasn't a young man anymore, granted, but he wasn't foolhardy. I mean, you 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 should know. You've, I know you've been on expeditions with him. He wasn't. Mm-hmm. He wasn't a risk taker. I can't imagine him putting himself in a situation where something as simple as falling masonry would be a, a danger to him. No, I agree. He's smarter than that. I think there's a lot of um, a lot of questions that have been raised here, and I don't even know where to begin. Do you want answers? She thinks for a moment. There's a there's definitely a, a a pause that she she takes to kind of weigh up the the options and and then eventually she just, yes I if father was investigating something at the Harrowstone then he must he must have believed there was something else going on and that could put other people at danger. I can't I can't let his death be the end of any preparations we could make. We. Um, excuse me? Um, yes. The Venus of chimes up from... She's been listening, but mm. the finalist of turns towards the group. What? What is the Harrowstone prison? I haven't... I don't know much about it. So, anyone who is trained in knowledge history or knowledge local can give me a role. The irony is, I am trained in knowledge history. I mean, you 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 can roll if you wish. Seventeen. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if I if I do get you on this, it should be like I've I, I put some my brain kind of jogged because I was sounding board using some <laughs> as a sounding board. Yeah. Uh, sorry. So who, who just who just got the seventeen? I heard a seventeen. That would be a lunamount. Lunamount seventeen. Anyone else rolling? I got a twenty. So twenty for Avina and nineteen. Oh, 23 for Avina and Emlyn is at 19. Yeah. Okay. So between the three of you, so Luna Mo only knows kind of handful of things, I suppose. She would remember that it's uh, Harrison is this ruined prison on the hill to the south of um, Raven Grove, partially destroyed by a fire in 4661, um, which is 50 years ago. Uh, building stood vacant ever since. The locals have a, a pretty much unanimously suspect that it's haunted, um, and nobody really speaks about the place very much. Uh, Emlyn, you've got more of a, a history kind of background, so you know that the the Harrison Prison was built in forty five ninety four, um, so you know well over a hundred years ago. Um, Ravengrow as a town was founded at the same time as well, where as a place where the guards and their families could live and they could produce food and other supplies um, used by the prison. 
the fire that killed all the prisoners and most of the guards destroyed a large portion of the prison's underground eastern wing that left most of the above structure um, relatively intact. The prison's warden is known to have perished in, in the fire along with his wife, although no one no one actually knows why she was in the prison at the time when the fire occurred. Uh, there's a statue commemorating the warden and the guards who lost their lives, um, and Lunamote knows that that statue is um, is on the banks of the river, uh, just to the south of the town, not far from the prison itself. Um, and as you're kind of hearing all this, Avina, something kind of clicks in the back of your memory, and you real and you kind of remember that, um, you know, that there's it's almost like there's a like old sayings and kind of like colloquial slang that. Um, people would refer to like going to Harrowstone as being like this the worst punishment someone could get, and it's it's because from your memory that most of the hardened criminals in Usalav were sent to Harrowstone, but they only spent like a few months there because it was well known to be the place where most of Usalav's executions took place. Um, you also you also know um, that the fire that Emlyn was talking about actually was. It was kind of a blessing in disguise because the the prisoners um, had actually rioted a few hours before um, beforehand, and they'd gained control of most of the uh, most of the dungeon. And it was only through the sacrifice of the warden and um, a number of his guards that the prisoners were prevented from escaping. Um, it's kind of vaguely well known, particularly among. Uh, people who have traveled through the area so maybe some of the Frisian caravans would know that it's kind of accepted that the guards gave their lives for the town of Ravengrove. Yeah. Huh. I so hadn't, that, really, that I hadn't realized story. those stories I heard had been about that place. It makes sense now. Yes, that is the uh, the Harrowstone itself. Jerry, um, please um, Miss Lorimore, uh, Kendra? Yes. yes, yes, it is. Sorry, yeah. Been a bit um, days today, I don't think I've quite properly introduced myself. No, that's it's understandable under the circumstances. Um, does anything from your father's journal ring a bell for you? Like, does anything stand out as significant or just to try and understand what's happening here? Well, the only. The things that I, I suppose seem interesting uh, or seem out of the ordinary from his usual forays into academic research, um, uh, the Whispering Way. I've, 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 I've only heard rumours about them. I don't know a lot, but that's not something I've ever known him to research before. Uh, the Harrowstone itself, and th- th- this idea of someone specifically in the prison. I. I don't know a lot about the history, so I couldn't tell. I have no idea who that might be, unfortunately. I, I find it odd, though, that he would bring up a crypt in the wrestlers. I have no idea how he could have found that out for, at all. But I, I, I would be reticent to go and look for it immediately. It's. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't even know where to begin. I would suppose the, the, the Temple of Phrasma would be the best place to find information on that. I, I, I'll be honest. I'm not. This kind of research isn't quite my thing. I look. I, I've worked more in the arcane than in the historical. I wonder if maybe you should not take point on finding these answers. You have so much to do. 
and well we don't <laughs> I, I suppose that that is true and if I can be entirely honest I think you'd have far more luck than I would as I say this isn't quite my field I do not wish to volunteer you guys and she gestures to the other party members but but I am happy to try and find some answers he he really was a good man I can't turn down a mysterious call to action so <laughs> I've got nothing better to do Amaranth nods silently clearly thinking about something else that was in the journal I think that's a quorum that gives us a uh... Uh, uh, we have a party. We did it. Two episodes in, we finally have a party. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that gives us a really nice place to leave off uh, for this week. Uh, the, the, you've agreed to work together. That's every GM's goal. Look at that. Oh, I won't last. <laughs> First Don't threaten me. Immediately. <laughs> Do not threaten me. <laughs> for the good times. It's not a threat. It's a promise. <laughs> That's the scary part, is it totally is as well. It totally, totally is. Yeah. Ugh. Amram's just sat there like silently crying like am I finally making friends <laughs> oh my god okay that, that hits a little close to home that's what Chris does too <laughs> relatable our intro music is The Descent by Kevin MacLeod our outro music is Unpromised by Kevin MacLeod Find more of his music by visiting incompetech.filmmusic.io. The other music in this episode was provided by Sirenscape, providers of epic sound effects, ambience, and background music for tabletop RPGs. Visit sirenscape.com for more information. The Pathfinder role-playing game and the Carrion Crown Adventure Path are owned by Paizo Inc. and are used under Paizo's community use policy. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo and the Pathfinder role-playing game, visit paizo.com. 